Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be continuing our study in Psalms. We're going to be going through Psalms chapter 101 through 105. And yes, if you hear some background, it is because there is a live audience today. Sarah is working down here in the office and craft room while I'm doing this. So everybody say hi to Sarah. Not that she'll be in here when you say hi to her, but I'm going to say hi to her. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? And anyway, we're going to be going through Psalm chapter 101 through 105 today. That's our five chapters that we're reading. If you're going through Psalms, uh, five chapters a day through the month of June, but we're specifically going to be focusing in on Psalm 103. And this is one of my favorite chapters in all of scripture. I really, really like Psalm chapter 103. It reminds us of the benefits that we have in God. In fact, it tells us, do not forget these benefits. But if you follow along as I read Psalm chapter 103, starting, of course, in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to the children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you as angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you as hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now we see it starts off with that phrase, bless the Lord, O my soul. And of course, it ends with that phrase, bless the Lord, O my soul. So it is important that we remember to bless the Lord. Are we really praising the Lord with our life? Are we really lifting up the Lord with our life? That is something that is absolutely vital and important to remember. But this chapter goes over quite a bit. And in this chapter, it also goes and it talks about those who fear the Lord. It mentions this a couple different times, and there is benefits to going and fearing the Lord. 
for going and fearing the Lord. And we see that it ends up being a generational benefit too, as it goes and it benefits those who fear the Lord. And it says this, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting and those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. We, we see this concept here, this idea of if you're fearing the Lord, and of course, it, it talks multiple times about those who fear the Lord. It says in verse 11, so great is his mercy towards those who fear the Lord. Verse 13, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. But we see this concept that if you fear the Lord, there are going to be benefits that are passed down generationally. And that is something that is incredible to think about because you want to leave your child with something. You want to go and to bless your grandchild with something. Well, one of the greatest blessings that you can give your child or your grandchild is fearing the Lord. And some of those benefits are going to go and be caught by your children and your grandchildren as they too learn something about fearing the Lord and God comes and blesses them. I mean, that that is incredible to go and to really look at that. But but I love this chapter of Scripture because it also goes and it talks about really this benefit of how great God's mercy is towards us. He, he doesn't stay angry with us. The Lord is merciful. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in mercy, and, and he will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has uh, not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Think about that for just a moment. You know, we deserve to burn in hell for an eternity. And yet God is merciful towards us. And it's not just even in a sense of once you get saved, he doesn't go and say, well, but if you ever sin again, then you're, you're back in hell. That's, that's not how it works. He's long-suffering towards us. He's merciful towards us. His mercy endures towards us. This is incredible. Just incredible how great God is but I really want to look at those benefits here. Those benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And I think this is important to understand. Many times we might fall into a, a ditch or a different ditch, and only remember one or two of his benefits. I, I, I don't think that we can truly say that as a Christian that we're not going to remember any of his benefits, but we need to remember all of his benefits. All of his benefits. And of course, it starts off and it says, who forgives all of your iniquities. You know, that is an incredible benefit, that God forgives your sin. Where would we be if God didn't forgive our sins? We, we would be destined for hell. That's where we would be. But, but it is an eternal benefit that we go and we look at that. What an incredible benefit of that, uh, of, of salvation that we get in our life. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you repent from your sin there, we see that incredible benefit. But then it says this, who heals all your diseases. You know, many times we only think of the eternal benefits. And, and, and granted, that is an incredible benefit. I mean, there's no complaint to that benefit at all. But we need to remember that there are also temporal benefits who heals all your diseases, that God is a healer. 
And I want you to understand this concept because this is an important one to understand, especially with these two being right next to each other, who forgives all of your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Well, where do diseases come from? Were there diseases in the Garden of Eden? No, there were no diseases in the Garden of Eden. God is not the creator of diseases. He's not the inventor of diseases. Diseases entered in with sin as death came in and we could no longer sustain a completely healthy life because there are impacts of sin. There are results from sin and disease, sickness, illness. These are results ultimately from sin, from sin entering into the world. And you know, Jesus, he took care of sin upon the cross. So therefore, what does that also mean? Well, it means that he's destroying the works of sin. Now, because there is sin in this world, it is a sin-cursed world, it is appointed for all men to die once, and after that judgment, you, you, you will die in this life unless Jesus Christ comes back with the rapture before you die. You will die in this life. But we see this concept here, God, Jesus, does bring forth healing with this. It's part of God's character. It's part of who he is. He is a healer. He has always been a healer. He is the, the, the I am. He is the, the self-sustaining one, the one who has life and gives life. He is not somebody who brings disease and sickness and death. But, but then we see this as well in verse 4 of a benefit, who redeems your life from destruction. Now, I really love this because this gives the idea that your life was on a path towards destruction. And I, you, you know, I think of uh, Joel, the book of Joel, where it goes and it talks about all the locusts that come in and it eats and it takes away everything, it destroys everything. But at the end, it goes and it says that, that you know, God will restore what the, the, the swarming locusts and all these different kinds of locusts, what they have taken. God is a restorer. He is a redeemer of your life from destruction. You, you know, there are a lot of people who their lives were on a path to complete ruin and complete destruction. Perhaps they were progressed somewhat down that path, but you need to remember something here when you come to Christ. Christ will go and he will restore some of that. He will also pick you up and put you on a new path in your life. Isn't that awesome? That's a benefit. You know, he doesn't just save you, uh, save your soul from hell, but then he goes and he picks up your feet and he puts you on a new path so that you're not running towards destruction, temporary destruction or eternal destruction in your life. And for some people, he's a restorer as well. You've had sin come and eat away these things. And God sometimes supernaturally comes in and restores what sin has stolen from you. Remember, Satan is the thief. And what does the thief do? He comes in to steal, kill, and to destroy, and he steals stuff from you. That's what Satan does. But Jesus has come to give you life and life more abundantly. And, and that means he's coming to, to bring health into your life. He's coming to, to go and, and to, to bring healing in your life and to bring restoration, to bring redemption into your life. You know, as a Christian, it's not just that your eternal soul gets saved, but your life does become better because you're no longer living in sin and taking on the dangers and the results and the consequences of sin. If you're saved out of drugs or alcoholism, 
well, my goodness, your feet were on a path towards destruction. And God restores you and redeems you. Isn't that awesome? But then he also says, who crowns your life with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't God good? He's good to you. It tells us in James that he is the giver of good gifts and of all good gifts. Every good and perfect gift cometh from our Father from above. It's not just that he picks you up and he turns you away from destruction, but that he puts you on a better path where there are blessings in your life. You know, there are blessings to live the Christian life. In our culture today, it's portrayed that there are not blessings, that it's a curse to live the Christian life. Oh, man, you're missing out on so much. Things are going to be so tough. It's going to be so difficult. Oh, it's going to be so miserable. But you know what's actually miserable? Living a life of sin and selfishness. And that brings destruction. But there is so many great blessings when you're living your life for Jesus. You know, I, I think of a, a time when I was working at Fairway, a grocery store here, and I, I was working there one Saturday morning. Um, I, I was probably 18 or 19 years old. I was 19. And uh, I was talking to a guy who got, came in late. And the reason he came in late was because he was out drinking and partying the night before. And he came in and I mean, he was just completely hungover. And he comes up to me and he says, oh man, I've got such a, such a terrible headache. I'm completely hungover. You know, all this kind of stuff he's, he's telling me. And he says, says so you, you know the lesson to learn from this. And, you know, I kind of wanted to sting him just a little bit. So I, I said something like, yeah, don't do stupid things. You know, something like that is probably what I said. But but he goes, no, no, no. It, it, the, the lesson to learn is that, that you know, drinking is fun, but the next morning's not. You know, that, that was his lesson to learn. That, that was his lesson that he was trying to go and, and tell. And he was, you know, trying to come alongside me as somebody who was, was a little bit younger than him. But that's a terrible lesson. That's stupid. The guy was absolutely miserable because he was living in sin and he can't remember the fun that he had either because, you know, he was he, he was completely schnockered on that. But uh, but we look at this idea, this concept. There is great blessings. When it comes to living for Christ. It's not just. That he goes and he takes you away from destruction but that he gives you many benefits. My life, and not just in the moment of not having the headache and the hangover, but my life was objectively, and still probably is, I don't know where this individual is today, but it was more joyful, more fun. I had a ton of fun. This guy walked around miserably with a headache. Which one was more joyful? Which one was more fun? Well, it's the one that's living for Jesus, that life. Then it says this in verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, the last benefit that it really goes, I mean, he kind of continues to go through benefits through this, but this is really a good place where it really kind of makes a, a cutting list. And it says, 
hear this idea of satisfies your mouth with good things. You, you know, there there is contentment that comes with Christ. That is an incredible benefit. This world is always looking and wanting and needing more, but there is contentment with Christ. And then it says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, with Christ, we always have a youthfulness that comes with us. If you remember the benefits of God, there is always an optimism. You know, life might become heavy, but there is always an optimism that comes with God. Why? Why? Because in the end, we know he wins. We know God wins. And we know not only that, but but he has overcome the world. Isn't that awesome? Well, today I just want to remind you to bless the Lord and to remember all of his benefits. Do not forget the benefits that come with Christ. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And we pray cause it's all we can do. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end. Trusting.